As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. the culture. It's four to six A to B, competitive excellence, and the brotherhood. The plan to win uh, has never changed. So the culture here and the plan to win is always going to be here at Ohio State. Welcome back to 4 to 6 with AMV, your high state podcast brought to you by The Athletic. This is Bill Landis, joined by Ari Wasserman. And Ari, I want to talk about the decisions we make in life and, and the consequences of those decisions and how sometimes we can get so blinded by what's directly in front of us that we can make up making rash decisions and not taking into account sort of the bigger picture. And then maybe three or four years down the line, you look at that and you think to yourself, man, I wonder if that was a mistake. Should I have done that? So my question to you is this. Should Demario McCall have waited 
to change his number from number three to number one before Quinn Ewers got to Ohio State and then ask Quinn for ten grand to change that number? Or do you think we'll be okay that he changed his number to number one and left that open for Quinn now that Quinn is coming to Ohio State? What, what does that mean for DeMario McCall's stature with the team? I mean, this is what people want to know, right? Um, I think it means he's going to be like their third leading receiver this year. Because that number one, I know at Michigan, it's a big deal. It's like, that's you get some that's respect. That's the guy. That's the man. That's, that's respect the man. That's if right. you get that. That's right. But I feel like he might have cost himself a bag here by not holding on to three and waiting for Quinn to get on campus. And I wonder if years down the line, you might look back on that and think that that guy made a mistake. Yeah. It's funny you asked those questions uh, because I knew people would probably think they're talking about my life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the Ohio State beat, getting married, having a child all in one year, buying a house. Three or four years down the road, hopefully I'll still like those those decisions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I think people are anticipating this podcast. And thanks for letting us bullshit with each other for a few minutes. But pretty, pretty seismic news, I, I would say. Yeah, not surprising. So it's, what's that? It's August 2nd. It's Monday afternoon. Quinn Ewers is officially um, foregoing his senior season. At South Lake Carroll High School in the great state of Texas, where Ari lives, and we'll be enrolling at Ohio State sometime this month. Uh, timetable, don't have a great answer for you. I would not expect him to be um, with the team when it opens camp on Wednesday, August 4th, but I think at some point in the next week or two, you're going to see Quinn Ewers and that beautiful blonde mullet out on the practice field with Ohio State as it gets ready to prepare for the 2021 season, and this is insane. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> God, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, first of all, I think if you were to ask Ryan Day within a truth serum, honest moment, if this is what he hoped would happen, he would probably say no. This is not ideal for Ohio State. Yes, I think he would say no too. Part of the beauty of the way that they were building their roster at the quarterback position was the spacing between them. And now there was this thought that there would be two of the four remaining in two years. And now I don't know. I still think that's possible, but I think the odds of that went down because depending on how it goes, you're going to have two people left out here, you know, completely. Unless somebody tweeted at us that Jack Miller red shirts and waits three years and then starts as a senior. But I don't think that that's going to be in his plan either. Oh yeah, that could happen. Oh wait, no, it won't. Um, yeah. So I guess, I think you're right. I think if we asked Ryan, if we caught Ryan Day in an honest moment and said, like, hey, man, you cool with this? I think he might say no. But I, that doesn't mean that it's a problem for Ohio State, that it's like, like too many good quarterbacks, I will never say is a bad thing. It totally jacks up whatever plan they had for roster management. And I think that can become difficult to manage. But you don't also, you don't say no to Quinn Ewers if he wants to do this. So, like, they're kind of in an, an impossible situation. Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little surprised that Quinn is doing it. The urgency of it, like I get it. You want to make your money. Um, the urgency of it is a little strange to me, but he wants to make his money and he can't do it because Texas high school association has stupid rules. That don't allow, or the state of Texas, I guess I should say has stupid laws that don't allow their high school athletes to benefit from the name image and likeness. So like if Quinn wants to do that and, and make this money from this kombucha company and, and cash in on his, 
uh, robust uh, social media following, like more power to him. Like it's unfortunate that he was kind of put in that situation. And Ohio State was also put in a tough situation. And they're not going to tell Quinn Ewers, hey, man, don't come. Um, so he's coming. And I do think this drastically alters the plan for Ohio State moving forward. But the end result, as it has been all along, the end result is going to be that the person starting games for Ohio State is going to be pretty good. Um, it just so happens that now maybe the person starting games for Ohio State this year could possibly be Quinn Ewers, when no one was expecting that. I don't even know where to begin with this stuff, man. Okay, so listen. Did you read – I know you were on vacation, but did you read the column that I wrote about this? Yeah. So I thought when I read Pete Thamel's story on Yahoo that making a million dollars was insane. Mm-hmm. I talked to the people at Open Doors and a few other people, and basically, based on the way that his following is right now, he is the 25th most marketable player in college football. Based on his position, his university that he's attending, his profile, and all of the following that he has combined. And that each Instagram post that he posts when he gets to Ohio State will be worth in between $2,500 and $3,000. So you do 10 partnerships and you do 10 or 15 posts um, per partnership over the course of the next year, you can almost get there. And that doesn't take into account any of the money that he could make um, from local establishments in Columbus, Ohio, if he wants to go to Roosters or, you know, Buyers Auto or whatever. Um, and that also doesn't account for the potential and the likelihood and probably the certainty that his following will increase once he gets to Ohio State. For sure. So I know that people don't like this we are so close into the new world of post nil to see somebody make such a drastic shift in what you would think uh players should do in the old days blow off an entire senior season in the state of texas is like i went on a local news channel in texas because people are freaking out about it here and it's like people are saying things like can he wait another four months or what's the big deal? He's he's enrolling early in January anyway. What's the is somebody going to tell you to wait four months for your nest check? So like I don't care what his background is, his yeah. desire or need for money. If the man could make shit a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is one tenth of what the projection is, that is a heck that's a heck of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So like I understand completely why he would want to do this, but I also am not one hundred percent convinced that that nil is the reason he's coming. Like, I bet you that there's still an eagerness of, of, of him to get on the same page or to start the clock sooner um, to maybe put himself in a position to play in college sooner and then, of course, get to the NFL sooner. Um, also, he's 18 years old. So I was 17 when I graduated high school. So I still think that he is a little bit older than most people in that position are. Right, because eighteen going into your senior year in the summer, I think, is a little bit older than normal. If I were in his position, I'd be sixteen years old right now. Going, I was sixteen years old going into my senior year of high school. Yeah, I was seventeen when I graduated. So, so yeah, I don't think that he's he's an adult in 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 America. So you know that is what it is. So I think that the idea of this whole thing of just shock and awe and disgust is kind of stupid. It's just like he's an adult. He made a decision. He's able to make money, and you're an idiot if you tell him that he can't. Yeah. Now, that is a completely separate discussion than what it means for his career, whether that's ideal for his path to the field, and what that means for Ohio State, which I think we'll probably focus on the most here. And the question, I guess, and I went on a few radio stations today. I'm sure you've been doing this too. Is he have a chance of playing this year? Yeah, he does. Um, 
I don't think he has a chance to start against Minnesota. I don't really think – I think as we talk about the quarterback battle in camp, I'm not expecting Quinn, as much as we might ask about him, to like truly be involved in that. I just don't think there's enough time. For, uh, say he gets on campus next week, next Wednesday. He misses the first week of camp, but he has the next three weeks. Like, I just don't think that's enough time for him to get on campus, um, figure out his life, uh, learn anything about the playbook – Probably getting better physical. Yeah, probably getting better physical shape than he is right now. No offense, Lord knows I'm not in shape, but we know what it takes to be a be a college football player, and he hasn't been on on doing that kind of training regimen. So that's part of it too. So like I under like I am giving absolutely zero thought of honestly zero thought to the idea that Quinn Ewers is going to start the season as Ohio State starting quarterback. But and I was talking with somebody about this earlier today, who's like a little bit closer to this, and they kind of agreed with me. It's like what happens in October if Quinn's ready to play? Then I don't know. If Quinn like if Quinn Ewers like it takes to it really easily and it takes him a month or two to kind of get rolling and then in practice he's just a stud. He's a stud we all think he's going to be. Then what happens? Like Trevor Lawrence did it. It took, it took Trevor Lawrence uh, some time and and um somebody made the point. Who's the one of the Elite 11 guys like made the point like Trevor Lawrence seemed like all of spring ball, all of summer, all of camp, and then like half the season to be ready. And the same was true for Matthew Stafford. So so maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves thinking that Quinn Ewers could be ready at some point to play this year when he's just getting here in August. That's that's probably maybe a more realistic view on it. But I don't think it's impossible that at some point this year Quinn Ewers is ready to play. And I'm not saying you make a change. You don't make a change just to make a change, but if Quinn Ewers is on your roster suddenly when you didn't expect him to be, and he and you have the inclination that he's ready to play college football right now, like that complicates things. This gets back to the story that I wrote from LA about his rating. Take Quinn Ewers' name out of the discussion and put Kyle McCord in. Kyle McCord does the same thing. Are we talking about this? No. Uh, I mean, McCord's a five star, but no. No, Quinn's obviously going to be because Quinn's got a different because era Justin about. Fields was on the team. But I'm saying like Quinn is a little bit different, right? He's got a different air about him. Yeah. So, but the story that I wrote was that the gap between him and the other five star prospects isn't that big. So it's just a matter of how much you believe he is upper echelon, even upper than the upper. You know, the highest level possible of a recruit. And if he comes in and he's got that beautiful throwing motion, it's effortless. He runs a very complex and similar offense in high school that they do at Ohio State. Not trying to make any crazy statements about how it's easier or, you know, whatever at Ohio State. Then, Of course, it's much harder to understand Ohio State's offense. But there is a world where he is the best quarterback on the roster if we believe him to be what his rating implies. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then you put yourself in a position where, A, you need to go find another quarterback in the 2022 class, maybe. Um, and if not, then at least in the 2023, and that puts you into the the Arch Mannings of the world. You know what I mean? And the, the sweepstakes there. And it just kind of is an interesting thing for their roster. But I don't know how much just based on the, the progression of what the roster would look like it changes with this. Like how much does that extra year buffer really matter to him? Or like, or how much would that of extra year if he actually came in in January would that have mattered? Because you're still, even if he doesn't start this year, you're still putting yourself in the same position on the depth chart that you would be in January when you arrive. And nobody ever thought that he was going to be in college for four years anyway. So I don't know that it changes much about his trajectory at Ohio State other than when he redshirts. 
I'm confused by that. If you don't think that he's going to be on campus for five years, right, that was never going to happen. I didn't think he'd be here for four years. Four or five years. Then starting early makes no difference whatsoever, even if he starts at the same time that he would have had he arrived in January. This is just an ability to be on the roster for an extra four months and speed up the thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, the actual gap between him and McCord was always going to come to a head eventually. For sure. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not spread apart enough on the roster for that to be a thing. So, like, I think that the the school of thought has always been, well, C.J. Stroud is going to start this year. Jack Miller will likely transfer. Then you'll have a battle between McCord and yours to replace or take the job away from Stroud in two years or three years. That is still true. Yes. So what 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 are people afraid of as a result of this? I don't think that Ohio State is more likely to lose people faster as a result of this than they were already. Yeah, I think that's a fair point because my mind kind of went there too. And I, I was on my way up to Chicago um, on Wednesday, I guess it was when when this story first broke, and Pete Thamel of, of Yahoo Sports wrote this wrote the story quoting uh, Quinn and his dad about this. Um, and my initial thought was like, this is going to be a disaster. My initial number one was like, why is Quinn Ewers doing this? Um, he doesn't need the money. Why is he doing it? And then like I stopped myself because of the point you made earlier. Like that's not a fair take. I don't think like if these kids can make money, who am I to say they shouldn't be making it? Um, and then the second thing was this is going to blow up the quarterback room. And then like, I, but I just don't. I don't think it will. If the end result is you get out of the 2021 season, like by the time you get in the spring ball. For next year, you have one quarterback on your roster, and it's Quinn Ewers. Like that could have been possible anyway. Um, at least going into the summer of of before the twenty twenty two season. So I think you're right. I don't I don't think this changes much in in that regard. Maybe I don't know if you make it through camp with all these guys. I guess I wouldn't be shocked if somebody transferred because Quinn Quinn is coming in. Um, you mean this camp? Yeah, yeah. Like if September second yeah. rolls around and one of these guys isn't on the roster, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by that. But I don't think that's disaster for Ohio State. Um, I think C.J. Stroud is going to be the starter, and I actually think he's going to be the starter all year. I, I truly think the only way that Quinn Ewers plays this year is if C.J. something happens to C.J. Stroud and Quinn has to come to the game. Um, that's kind. Of, that's where I'm at right now. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. My mind has changed a little bit on Quinn based on some of the stuff we've talked about with you out at the opening, that story you wrote, some of the the, the more trained eyes in, in terms of quarterback evaluation, what they had to say. It's not to say that Quinn's not good. Quinn looks like he's going to be a great quarterback, both in college and in the NFL. But we had, like, had him on this pedestal as like the perfect recruit. And the second he showed up here, he was going to take the world by storm and the job was going to be his and nobody could do anything to change that. Like I'm not there with him anymore, um, mostly because I don't think it's fair to him. 
So I'm not going to suddenly like revert back to where I was before now that he's coming in earlier than we all thought he would. I don't think he's going to play this year unless they're put into a situation where they have to play their backup in an emergency. And, but if they do, then I think I don't know, it depends on when that is, I guess. But I think Quinn can work himself into that number two role over time. Um, but I don't think he's going to be there the second he sets foot on campus. So, um, And in terms of the timeline, I don't think it jacks it up all that much. I think it changes your recruiting plan moving forward. Um, I think they were probably operating in the class of 2023 with a different mindset now or previously than, than they will be now that, that it's possible that Quinn Ewers is in his last year at Ohio state in the fall of 2023. Cause that, that's a different sell, right? To a 2023 prospect, like come be a backup. for. Well, that's year. what I was going to say next. Listen, there is a school of thought where people thought that there was a chance he could flip out. So the fact that he's coming to Ohio State, I think, is a bonus. It's six months less that you got to play the game for sure. with the recruiting. Yep. So that's a good thing. But there is a school of thought, at least from some people, and you know, having discussions with people on the sideline at the opening and you know, whatever. We talk about football a lot in my life. That Ohio State would have been better off going for Drew Aller in this class and then going for a really big fish in 2023. So I think in this scenario – you could actually make the case that Ohio State is better positioned now to go after a five-star quarterback in the 2023 class because there will be multiple years of separation between him and the logjam that currently exists on Ohio State's roster. And if you look at at, at the top quarterbacks in the 2023 class, only one of the top nine players, two of the top ten, but only one of the five-star in the in recruits in the composite rankings right now is issued a commitment. That's Malachi Nelson uh, of Los, Alam- Los Alam- Alamitos, California to Oklahoma. But bump, ba ba Arch Manning is still out there. Mm-hmm. Now, Ohio State's probably not going to get Arch Manning. He's a Southern kid, and I think he's probably going to end up somewhere in the South or Texas. But there's another guy named Dante Moore in Detroit. And it's like if Ohio State locks in on that dude and keeps him away from Michigan or one of the other schools in the Midwest, it's like this is awesome for them because you get through the quarterbacks you find your best one the cream rises to the top whether it's Quinn or somebody else people transfer out they go to others programs and then you are back on the market again for a five-star quarterback in a class where you otherwise would have been completely ruled out of getting one all while getting all of them on your team at some point point. Mm-hmm. and to me I think that's a better case scenario than letting Quinn wait for a while risking the fact that you know Sark has a great year and flips him back or whatever the crazy things that can happen in in recruiting they're all on the team. They're all being evaluated and coached by Ryan Day right now and moving forward. So you get to pick your four guys, the four who are supposed to be the future. You can pick how you want this to go, maintain control of who wins, evaluate them better in person and, and getting a feel for them in person, and then put yourself in a position to add somebody that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise later in the separation of it and wind up with Dante Moore in 2026, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh my god, that never would have happened if Quinn would have stayed in high school for another year. Yeah, and they were they've been like they had a lot of these guys on camp, like Dylan Lonergan, who's number four, was on campus. Nico I might say his last name wrong. I am I am Ileva from um, California, who's actually I think DJ Uyunglele's cousin was out here. Um, Eli Holstein was out here. He's since committed to Texas A&M, but it's like they were they were evaluating guys like they were going to be able to take a swing at one of the top 2023 quarterbacks. 
and I just never thought like I thought it was a pipe dream that they were going to be able to land one of them with with Quinn here, kind of like just getting his career going. Um, but now it's different, so I do I do think that changes. And I I I don't want to say there's a right or wrong way to build a quarterback room because Ryan Day is doing it very differently than like say. Clemson or Oklahoma and everyone's finding success kind of doing it their own way but like my personal preference I think would be to build the room more the way that Oklahoma does it where it's like every other year every you other get a year. dude yeah and maybe I don't know if Ryan Day is like looking at it like he can set himself up to do that now or not but Quinn Ewers getting here now would give them that opportunity if that's how they wanted to do it so like Quinn is your dude in 2021 2022 I, I you don't take anybody I don't think particularly noteworthy, although they have to take somebody probably because they're going to need another quarterback. My, my guess would be before the for fall the anticipation of for transfers. Right. And then in 2023, you go get your other dude. So, like, I like that. If that's what this is, like, kind of setting up down the road, I'm, all, I'm on board with that. But um, there's also the small issue of kind of addressing the immediate and, and what happens in 21 and 22 if this decision from Quinn does actually blow your quarterback room up. I don't think it's going to, but it could. And if it does, like, that's not great. Yeah, and then also you have to take into account, too, that we don't know what Quinn's temperament's going to be when he gets there. Mm -hmm. So if C.J. Stroud is awesome, and I think the anticipation is that he'll be the starter and that he'll be awesome, if he's willing to wait two years, like how is he viewing this year? Is he viewing his this year as I'm in the quarterback hunt, I want to start now, or I'm at Ohio State, I'm getting an early start, I'll be prepared in two years when it's my turn. You know, because yeah. those are two very different things. Because, like, Quint Ewers could show up at Ohio State, go through the Ohio State lifting program, learn the playbook, get really, really good, and then transfer to Texas. Like, that could happen at any given time. So, if you are left with C.J. Stroud um, and then all the other three leave as a result of impatience, which is also on the table, then you're going to be put in a position where you're going to need to rely on whoever you sign as a one-off in the 2022 class to replace yours or whoever you get in 2023, which isn't a guarantee. So, like, there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of break this down. But I don't know. I, I, there is some discussion, too, of that every other year. It's like Spence, like Baker Mayfield, then Kyler Murray, then Spencer Rattler, and now Malachi Nelson, who are se- separated by two years. Caleb but it's just like Caleb Williams in there, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to forget yeah. him. But those all went every other year once they – they didn't go every other year when it came to the transfers. They went every other year in recruiting classes. Um, but now they have multiple five-star quarterbacks uh, on their roster, um, Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. And then by the time Malachi Nelson gets to Oklahoma, both of them or one of them will be gone, and he'll be the heir apparent. And that makes sense. And there's like a natural progression there. But it's like this is chaotic. But I also think that the more options you have, the more likely you are to hit. Mm-hmm. So it's like even though you have five a five-star prospect coming in every other year, like what if Malachi Nelson just doesn't turn out to be that good? And it's like there are five-star flameouts all the time. So if you have four or five stars to choose from in one year or two or three in a four-year period, I think I would take the one year because I would want more options. And the second you find your quarterback in the college level, you get three years with them, and that's a hell of a long time for Ohio State to find the next guy. Yeah, and that could – I don't – I don't think they're going to get three years of Quinn Ewers as a starter. I think they're going to maybe get two. Um, three years starting from now is what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't matter what yeah. Quinn Ewers – they're going to have – between Stroud and the other three, they have their next three or four years completely stocked regardless of whether one leaves or three leave. It, it they're, they're good. So, like, no matter what happens, they are now open and have a two- or three-year cushion to find their next guy, which is plenty of time. Yeah. I think along those lines too, like this is very this is this is super interesting. This is one of the more fascinating things I've seen happen. 
for Quinn Ewers to do this. And I think it should be exciting for college for Ohio State fans. But like for all the reasons you just laid out, like it's entirely possible that like Quinn Ewers doesn't ever play here. What if CJ Stroud is just awesome? And he's the like he like you think Quinn's gonna show up and really push him, but you know what? CJ's a little better than we thought it was. And he's just the starter in twenty one and twenty two, and Quinn Ewers doesn't feel like waiting around that much that long to find out when he's gonna get the job at Ohio State. Like I think that's possible too. So like I think there are a lot of we we jumped to like their like extremes, I think, with this. It's like Quinn's gonna play right away. Quinn's not gonna play at all. The answer is like always somewhere in the middle, but you know, CJ Stroud is very good. <laughs> so, and Kyle McCord is going to be a very good college quarterback somewhere. Maybe it's not going to be at Ohio State because of, of recent developments. And even like I think Jack Miller is pretty good too. I don't think he's going to start here, but I think he can be a good, productive college quarterback somewhere. Um, so I just want to like caution people a little bit, I guess. I'm like, this is cool. And it's the same deal, I guess, when Quinn signed. It's like, He's not the only good quarterback on the roster. <laughs> yeah, and he won't be the youngest in two years. Yeah. Or a year. Like, there's always somebody next. And that's the thing that people always forget. It's like, oh, my God, we have this guy. It's like, if I were an Ohio State fan, I would be celebrating the fact that you signed this guy. Celebrate He's that you signed program. him and, like, celebrate that I think, like, no matter how this breaks, you're going to end up with somebody who's very good. Is your starting quarterback right? Right, and if you have one more option, it might be murky a little bit, but also gives you more options. Mm-hmm. And I think options for a guy like Ryan Day, who has a long history of making the right decisions with their quarterbacks, you know, like if it's for Georgia, I'd be a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if, if you were at a place where they hadn't had a, a long resume of doing the right thing when it came to their quarterbacks, absolutely. But you know. It's like the discussion of whether or not Quinn Ewers is playing this year. I think is premature. I don't. I don't anticipate that he'll start this year. I don't think he has a chance to start. I don't even know if he's physically developed enough to start. But if C.J. Stroud is an eight out of ten and plays this year, and Ohio State makes it to the playoff, and then next year loses his job, like that has to be the world too. I just want to caution people into remembering that just because you start one year doesn't mean you're the starter forever. So. You know, Kelly, if you're Kelly getting you, line one, yeah, 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 and like that's not to say that you know C.J. Stroud has the world ahead of him. Uh, I understand that, but you know, if Ryan Day is going to do this Nick Saban Alabama ish like ruthlessness that we always talk about, then you get through the season with the best person at the at the job, and I would say right now that that's probably going to be C.J. Stroud, and then shit, man, it could be Kyle McCord next year. And if Kyle I McCord totally beats agree. out Quinn Ewers, that's fine. That means that your your team found the right quarterback. Yeah, like I'm not who, – who knows who's going to like stick around to see it through, I guess. But like I know we, we, we talk about CJ a lot as the presumed starter because I think that's like the right thing to do based off the information we have. But like I have, I'm very high on Kyle McCord. So like if Kyle McCord is rocking shit in camp and it's just like, you know what? Talk about CJ all you want. Talk about Quinn all you want. Like I'm just going to remind you how good I am by like – throwing darts all over the field during camp like that's totally on the table for me too like i don't i don't there's i I don't think there's just like one way that this is like certainly going to go now that quinn ewers is on campus i still think there are a lot of different ways this could go when you have cj Stroud, kyle mccord and quinn ewers all in the same room assuming they all stay in the same room for for at least this year yeah yeah i think i think it's going to be fun also covering it covering it for you is going to be fun and we're supposed to talk to quarterbacks on tuesday uh, we're supposed to talk to Corey Dennis and the quarterbacks on Tuesday afternoon. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. 
Um, I don't know if Corey Dennis will be in a position Such where he's a could, solid st- strategical move by Jerry there. The SID. Well, we didn't talk to him in the spring, so it's no, like no, I know, but like to, to line them up before it starts, just because like you don't want him to talk in two weeks. Well, that's you the know, thing. You, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, well, I wonder what they're going to get asked about, and then I was like, well, they probably can't talk about it. The players, I guess, can, but like I don't think Corey can. And I don't. Th- we talked to Ryan on Wednesday. I don't think Ryan can until Quinn is like he officially signs. in school, which yeah. I don't think is going to be probably until next week. Um, don't worry, Ryan. You'll you'll get the. You'll well, get the I am wondering. Like, let's just pretend we talked to Ryan Day on Wednesday. Let's pretend for a second that he can talk about this. Maybe he will be by then. I don't. I don't know the timing of this. How do you think he's going to play it? Like, is it possible? I don't think he'll come right out and say like redshirt, but do you think it's possible that Ryan Day says something to the effect of like, we're excited that Quinn has this opportunity. Um, we really recognize it was a difficult decision for him. It was a difficult decision for us. We think this can benefit him in the long term, but as it pertains to the starting quarterback this year, he's just not in a place where he's going to be in the competition. We're going to, we're going to roll CJ. No. We're going to roll Kyle. We're going to roll Jack and try to find our starter that way. And Quinn is going to develop, get important developmental time and get ready for, for what will be his redshirt freshman season. No, I think that's too specific. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be beautifully vague, like it always is. Yeah, Ryan that's Day's fine. good at being beautifully vague. You know, uh, being uh, put in a position where you get to theorize and discuss is the best part of your job. But he's not going to come out and say like Quinn's in the thick of it, is he? Like he, he'll have, I don't to, know. He'll have to thread the needle a little bit. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that you just say they're all working hard and blah, 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 and yeah. you know we'll, we'll evaluate them, and it's early in camp. Everybody's got an opportunity, and we're just going to play the best player and rinse and repeat from everything he said in Chicago. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? He's, I, we, we play this game every year whenever there's a quarterback battle. What's the coach going to say? What's this revel, revelatory thing that the coach is going to say to blow the top off? And it's like, never, nothing. <laughs> he he's going to say nothing. He's going to yeah. say nothing. Yeah. Um, what I yeah. do think is I got this question a lot, and I wanted to make sure I touched on this before we ended the podcast. So I'm just going to do it now in the middle of it. Everyone's asking, what does this mean for Ohio State's 2021 class and the reef classification and the ranking? And it's like, I hope people know that that doesn't matter. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't think that Rivals and ESPN have updated the rankings. So right now, uh, the last time I checked on 247, uh, Quinn Ewers is still the number one player in the country in the 2021 class, which I'm not sure is going to work out that way once that that happens. 
But, dude, it doesn't matter because people are worried about whether they're going to hop Alabama or whether or not their 2022 class is going to be ranked high anymore. And it's just like all that matters is the players are going into the program. Like, it doesn't matter what class there are or what the rankings are. It's just like the fact that they're adding the number one player overall in a class to the 2021 class is great. But then also, we had this discussion on this podcast before, too. There is a line at quarterback where... It, there's only a limit of how much it can touch your team because only one of them is playing. So it's just like the rankings are going to get bogged down a little bit. I don't think you should really concern yourself. I know that bragging rights and the recruiting rankings are important, but like I don't even know how you go back and re-rank Quinn in the 2021 class. He's perfect like again. He, he's he's not yeah like and I don't think that he would be in that class. There's other players in that. I, I, it doesn't matter. Who cares? So it's like if Ohio State finishes seventh overall this year instead of fourth or second, or fifth, or instead of first? Because Quinn Ewers isn't a part of this specific class, why does it matter? It doesn't. Stop worrying about it, please. Yeah, I mean, people want to win the recruiting title, and I don't I don't, I don't, don't think the math works out. It's funny, like, Steve Wolfon from 247 is like, this is one of the three best recruiting classes ever, and it's like, it's second in its own year <laughs> behind Alabama. Um, what's interesting to me is the individual player ratings for these classes. Yeah, Alabama's like 0. Is, 0.01, right? Alabama's yeah. is 94.99 and Ohio State's is 94.98, um, which both... Two of which are records. Both yeah, of which are records. Both topple Ohio State's record from 2017. Um, so, no, I agree with you. It's like it's so razor thin that it almost doesn't matter. You like to see your team first. I don't think it's going to happen. It's, I don't think the math quite works out. But I guess I guess that would be dependent on the, on the other services updating their rankings. Because, like, Quinn Ewers is probably a better high school football prospect than Corey Foreman, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. If Corey Foreman is like Joey Bosa. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, it's it just, I don't know like where he is, but it's like, what, so Ohio State just signed three of the top five players in the country last year? If you look at the 2021 uh, class rankings, uh, there are three Buckeyes in the top five and four in the As top As things 10. currently stand now. But also, too, if you have signed two five-star quarterbacks, that means a heck of a lot in the recruiting rankings, but it doesn't impact your team the same way as it would be if it was another position where you all could play at the same time. Right. So it's like they're weighted, but they also are logjammed on the on the roster, so you can't feel the thumbprint of that. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it does. So, you know, I don't know. You can put Quinn Ewers back into the number – the rankings I know are important to some people, but – all that matters is that they're going into the program and like what this means for the 2022 class and what this means for the 2021 class is completely and utterly irrelevant. The player is in the program now and now he's in the big pond with all the other talent and then you kind of mix it together and see if you can make the best team. But, you know, it's just kind of a... It's just a new world is how I can put it. And I don't blame the guy for doing what he did. I think it's actually pretty awesome. And I think he might be the reason why Texas changes that stupid rule. Mm-hmm. The second that the NIL got introduced to, to college football, it was only a matter of time until uh, they did it at the high school level. It is hilarious to me that Florida and Texas are two per- states that don't allow high school yeah. profitability. Who was the moron it's to like, put that into the law? Yeah. How did that also, listen, Florida and Texas. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco voice. What yeah. are, are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> Big winner out of all this, James Franklin, whose uh, 2022 recruiting class is now ranked number one in the country. I know. And now all of a sudden it's changed, right? Shout like everything's changed. Yeah. The paradigm has shifted. Penn State Penn is State's so, back. Penn State is somehow positioned better for the future because uh, Ohio State's all-world quarterback decided to come a year early. Yeah. 
have fun with those mental gymnastics. It's all semantics. It's all semantics, everyone. That's all it is. Yeah. No, this is... um, I don't. I don't want like the last thirty-five minutes or so we've ever been talking about this like to come off the wrong way. Like I don't. My initial reaction was like a little confused by it, but I think that's the wrong reaction. Like it wasn't like anger because I don't care that much, but um, I was a little confused by the decision. But I, I think like I am very much about player agency, and I'm glad we're trending toward more of it. And like this is maybe the ultimate example of it. Because at the beginning of the like podcast, this. you said, well, he's officially coming. It's not a shock. And it's like, well, it's not a shock based on what we found out on Friday, but right, it's right. a shock if you reverse yourself a week ago. For sure. Yep. Like, it's still a shock. I mean, yeah. I think this is a major move. And we're talking about the most high. I mean, is this the most high profile player to sign with Ohio State since Terrell Pryor? Absolutely. So, like, we're talking about a really major thing here. And I think the the bottom line is that you can wrap your head around and work yourself into a tizzy thinking about all the different ways this could play out and will play out. But I would urge you to remember that all these crazy scenarios could have played out anyway. Yep. You could have, he could have decommitted. He could have signed and then decided that he wanted to go somewhere else. Somebody gets injured. Like, I mean, there's a million ways these things pan out. And if you go back and you look at the two years before every single season (laughs) before, you didn't have the starting quarterback correct. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of a, a, a mindless game. Uh, it's fun. It's great to talk about on podcasts. And it's just like, shit, who, Drew Aller could be Ohio State starting quarterback in 2024. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. we don't know who's going to transfer or who's going to get injured or who's going to leave early for the NFL or who's going to get a better NIL deal. So it's just an impossible thing to do. And in my opinion, in this crazy world of transfers and, and, Roster shakeups, the best possible scenario would always, in my opinion, just be get the guy on your roster and go from there. Yeah. Getting him on the roster is the hard part. It is. All right. Let's end on this. And I think um, we might try to have a second pod this week to like talk about camp starting because we get to go to practice and talk to Ryan Day and all that other stuff. And like there are other positions on the roster. But let's wrap up this Quinn talk on, on this question. Simple yes or no. Does Quinn Ewer start a game for Ohio State this year? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. And it's not because I think he's ba- like I don't think he's bad. I think he's awesome. I just don't think he'll quite be ready. And I also think C.J. Stroud is very good. I also think that circumstances are a whole thing here too. It's like I think here, I can rephrase the question. Do you think C.J. Stroud is good enough to start somewhere? Yes. Yeah. I think he. I, I think he could start at nine other Big Ten schools. Maybe Quinn. Maybe you, mean, you mean Quinn? Quinn. What did yeah, I say? He said Stroud. Yeah. 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 Quinn. If so Quinn like showed the- up at. Michigan. Like every Big Ten program, maybe that wasn't like Wisconsin or Indiana, I think he starts. And it's not to say that he's not better than Michael Penix or Graham Mertz, because I think he is. I just think maybe seniority would win out He there. starts over Clifford, and he starts over um, – Absolutely would start over Sean Clifford. What did I call them? Shane. I'm sorry. I'm having a bad day. Uh, and and Cade McNamara, right? Uh-huh. No, no, no questions about it? No questions so, about it. You got three other players who spent time ranked in the top 100 nationally as quarterbacks. You know, Jack Miller was once a top 100 prospect. People forget he got injured. He's a very good player. Yeah. Might not be at Ohio State, but you got three other guys in front of you, and you've got guys who have been in the weightlifting program. And that's the thing I don't think people give enough credit or on my thought to. Being in Mickey Marotti's conditioning program for a year is a thing. 
Yeah, Kyle McCord looked yoked in June when we saw him out there at one of the recruiting camps. Like there was a noticeable physical difference with Kyle compared to the spring. And only what, like two or three months time? Like a lot of progress can be made in two or three months time for all these guys. And Quinn right. just didn't have that. So yeah. like if that's what yeah. if that's what keeps him off the field, like I think that's perfectly reasonable. I think um, it also has to be reasonable when he shows up to know that he's not gonna do it. Yeah. Like, I don't think that – I don't know if he's going to get on the plane and fly from Dallas direct to Columbus and think to himself in his head, I'm going to be starting game one. Because I just don't I – think, I think that you just have to be rational. Yeah. Uh, and I think know? it's healthy to be rational. And if he does end up starting, you know, whatever. We'll talk about it then. Like, I, I, I don't think it's impossible that he starts this year. Do you think he'll play this year? Do you think we'll see him throw a pass on Ohio State uniform this year in a game? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not even so. I'm not even sure how I feel about that. To be perfectly honest, um, I'm just not expecting Quinn Ewers to show up and play this year. But do you think it's possible that Quinn Ewers will throw a pass in the game? If I knew the other three also did, then maybe. When's the last time a team had four? What's the red shirt? What's the what's the red shirt? Four games. So you can play in four games and still red shirt. Uh-huh. So, what if Ryan Day just goes to bed at night saying, "I'm not going into another freaking season for the rest of my life without a quarterback who's at least thrown one college pass"? This yeah. is a nightmare. They all play you know, against like, Akron. They yeah. all play against you know, or each one gets a series. All three of the other ones that don't start get a series in the second half of against a blowout. Maybe. I mean, I think that's I. The thing I don't think is I don't know if he'll he'll throw a pass in a game where Jack Miller doesn't. Yeah. All if they're all on the roster, if they're all on the roster still. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also like there's also like the thing too about this, and like I don't know if you think I'm a jackass for saying this, and please tell me if you do, but there has to be some modicum of respect just to the people <laughs> who have stuck it out. Like it's just so disrespectful. Uh, am I am like I don't know if that matters or not, but it's just like all right, Jack, you you came here, you uh, during the the urban stuff when everything was going off with the Zach Smith stuff, you reaffirmed your commitment the day it was all happening. You showed up, you didn't care who else we recruited. You've been through camp. You're trying really hard. Oh, we're going to throw this freshman in because he's got a cool mullet and, and throws the ball prettier than you do. It's like you got to let the guy at least get in there. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, There's like politics, and you want to have good team chemistry, and everybody on that roster that's not in the recruiting or in the quarterback room had to pay their dues to get on the field, and I think there has to be a message sent that makes everybody on the roster happy too. So, it, and it's like, I don't know. Maybe those are the, the, the those days are gone in the Nick Saban ruthless scale. Maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just like, how much more is Quinn Ewers going to improve in uh, mop up time against Akron? Like that's so necessary that you need to send a message that the other people on the roster aren't as important. I think is an interesting dynamic. We're trying to envision how loud the cheer is going to be if Quinn Ewers jogs onto the field against Akron. I just want to know who his first endorsement is going to be. Supercuts? No, that holy kombucha or whatever that is. Yeah, holy kombucha. Holy shirts and holy pants. Holy shirts and pants. <laughs> people help I, uh, I suggested supercuts uh, at the opening. I don't think he thought that was that funny, but, you know. Well, then he'd have to get his hair cut. He'd have to do, like, like, uh, like the shampoo thing like Trevor Lawrence. Dude, 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 dude. You can go to supercuts and get a little trim and keep just, your just, hairstyle yeah, intact. The, 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 there's a difference between styling and cutting. That's true. That's a good point. You make, you're making some great look points at, over look, there. Look at this. Look yeah. at this. It looks good. It's a nice shelf. Ari's hair. Looks I, uh, I uh, haven't been blessed physically in a lot of areas, <laughs> but God gave me some. A wise man once told me nobody gets everything. Yeah, that's true. Nobody gets everything. Like you could have a six pack, but you might be a moron, or you might have the ugliest body on the face of the earth, but you might be bright. Like the thing I got was good hair. You did get good hair. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. I got height, I guess. You got height. That's good. Yeah. It's not doing me well. well. What size 14 shoe to? 13. 13. 13 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Animal. You have a better chance of hitting Jordans on sneakers. <laughs> That's true. Not a lot of people are looking for the size 13 Jordan or size 14 Jordan, except for like Michael Jordan himself. Okay. Wrap up the Quinn talk there. Um, Ohio State does open camp on Wednesday. Uh, we were, it was supposed to be August 3rd, but it's August 4th. They're doing the whole off-campus hotel thing. For now, the plan is to do interviews in person, which which will be great. I think we'll be able to get some more information that way. And um, it is scheduled for us to watch, I think, parts of five practices too, which which feels a little more like a little more than, than we've gotten in the past. So a lot of information to come, not just about the quarterbacks, but certainly um, that is front of mind for everyone. And hopefully we get to talk to those guys on Tuesday. Uh, keep it tuned in to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash 4-6. Get you signed up to read all of our stories. And like I said, we'll, I think we'll shoot to have you another episode uh, later this week after we watch practice. And, and if for some reason we can't, we'll, we'll be back certainly early next week with, with some thoughts from camp. And I'm assuming that we'll also be talking about Quinn Ewers incessantly in the months to come. So Absolutely. So that wasn't it. This was not the end of the Quinn Ewers talk. This is just the end of the Quinn Ewers episode one. Chapter one, episode one. We'll, we'll see you guys for chapter two. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.